Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Vivian Fung, who we spoke to in March 2022. Each of your pieces has a strong, distinct voice and energy. Could you talk about your compositional process? Ooh, um, I think uh, process is a really good word. Um, I really love talking about process when I talk about composition because the end result is almost like a byproduct. byproduct. Um, when I teach, I really like to talk about the process and, and how um, things tend to work. I, and and I, I think that once I get into the process of composing, it almost takes over for me. Um, I can't really describe you know, the technical details, but I can describe the feeling I get. Um, if I go into that flow of working and a composing and actually deadlines are really helpful to me, um, I, knowing that there is an, uh, an end game, I kind of, my adrenaline kicks in and I kind of go into the zone of um, making, you know, and, and doing. And it almost becomes like a spiritual process to me because there is a higher power for me that takes over, so to speak. I mean, not really, but, you know, I feel like there is something guiding me. Um, and, and that guidance is in the form of intuition, maybe, or years of doing this, uh, what have you, but it takes over. That sort of intuition takes over and it almost um, guides me to, to, to choose my notes and to choose what I need to do. Um, that being said, of course, years of craft and years of, you know, doing this uh, has certainly helped. And I, I also think of architecture as a very important role into crafting the whole piece so that it has to have an inherent flow and inherent logic to it. But um, process for me is really important. And that, that idea of, this, I don't know, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, this, 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 uh, letting that, that force take over. When you're staring at blank score paper, how do you generate your initial ideas? Black blank pages are the toughest because it's like an abyss, you know, you stare into it and, and you feel so unproductive because you're staring at the blank page. But, you know, um, I have come to the conclusion that the first draft will be always terrible. You know, um, so, and I've always, you know, accepted, I've become, I've come to accept that, you know, whatever you do will be, the first draft will always be a work in progress. And uh, so I give myself permission to just start, you know, and and with the acceptance that you will always have to change and tweak and mold it to your liking. And so um, the start is always it's become like a almost like a ritual because it's like the idea of starting is so difficult you know uh, staring at a blank page that's probably the most difficult the end you know coming to the end where you know things are becoming you know uh, 
finishing and things are becoming concrete and everything is just working itself out, uh, that's easy. But the beginning is, is so difficult. What was your path to becoming a composer? Did you know that's what you wanted to do from early on? So uh, not to sound prodigious or anything, because I'm, I don't think I was, but um, so I started, um, I, I had a tiger mom and uh, <laughs> on piano when I was like four or five and being the obedient child that I was, I, I started with that. But then uh, com- composition came because I didn't want to practice uh, and <laughs> And I actually think that a lot of composers have the same story. Uh, So I was like maybe seven or eight and, um, you know, my mom was saying, go practice. And I didn't want to practice. So I would start improvising on the piano so that she could, she would know that I was practicing even though I wasn't. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) I was fortunate that my first piano teacher was a composer and I, I still am really good friends with her. In fact, she came to Cambodia with us, with, with our son. Um, she recognized that. And she, uh, instead of reprimanding me saying, you know, you shouldn't do that or whatever, she actually taught me how to notate. And she said, Oh, you know, would it, wouldn't it be fun to, you know, write some of these things down instead of just having it be improvisations. And so that's my, when my imagination really became, uh, you know, I found an outlet. And so my first, you know, uh, composition where I notated it was a, uh, a group of uh, piano pieces called insect songs. And it's not just insect songs, it's insect songs, you know. <laughs> and, you know, of course the, the music was very simple with, you know, Alberti basses and all, all those things, but the stories were really elaborate. And, and so I think I, my creative uh, outlet became, you know, you know, I grew up in Edmonton where there's nothing to do during the winter time. And when it came time to, you know, college and things, you know, it was just, it chose me almost, you know. I think we hear the siren call and we follow it. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure, and a special thank you to our guest, Vivian Fung, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measures. Measure.